Hello, and welcome to a live episode of Let the Wookiee Win. I am Ian. I am Jay. How's it going, everybody? Yeah, we are here to support the A19 movement, the Nenner of Shootcast and GeekDammit.tv are doing, try to raise awareness about coronavirus and the effects it's having on people and you know everything that's going on around yeah. it like you know we accidentally gave tom hanks coronavirus oh last goodness. week yeah um, we'll discuss that for those that didn't see let well you know we'll get into that in a minute yeah. um yeah so, it's, it's a weird times out there yeah right? it's, it's really weird like seeing all the stores shut down yeah and, and i live right at that... nine and woodward in ferndale so it's like yeah, yeah. i can hear it like literally my lighter was louder the other <laughs> night <laughs> well we were uh yeah my wife and i we live at right at nine and seventy five and we were outside, and I'm like, man, I don't hear the traffic. Someone you know, lives two minutes away so from weird. me and didn't call me when he got a giant tray of chicken tenders. Ah, I'm just saying. Man. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I, I'm, I, I kind of hoard my food. So, yeah, we want to be live. We're, we're, yeah. uh, the, we've been doing this the whole day here on NRM and yeah. trying to get, uh, you know, uh, raise awareness, trying to get these videos out and try to so that we can stop the spread of this because yeah. I'm scared out of my mind and uh, I want to stop being scared. So, and not only that, but the effect that. it's having on everything, oh, you yeah. know, like local businesses and larger businesses. And like, I think it's really cool to see some of the stuff, like some of the sports teams coming out and like supporting their employees yeah. who can't work. And yeah. I've got friends that, that work at LCA yeah, and we're worried and, about And then that. in the entertainment industry, how many people do you know that are fully 100% freelance who are freaking out right yep. now? A lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. It's it was, very understandable. It's actually really cool in the stunt community. Uh, one of the, one of our stunt Oh, well, we have a caller. Oh, we got a caller That's already. Take the caller. Oh, peace, who is, right? who's the caller? I want to know. I'm curious. I guess we'll find out. Hello? Hello. Brian Brian Wolf calling. How you doing? Good. How about you? Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. It's a great show. Loving it. Well, thank, thank you. you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. How are you staying uh, sane with all this kind of quarantine stuff that's going on? Oh, I'm just trying to stay level-headed. You know, every, you know, it just seems like there's. Uh, it was okay for a little bit, and it just seemed like today uh, there's just uh, each day is getting a little bit more tension, and more tension. But I'm just smiling at people, and uh, people are actually smiling back a little bit. You know, I'm just trying to. Uh, you know, I'm at my office now, working and trying to keep things moving. Well, make sure that they smile from six feet away. Don't, don't get any closer. That <laughs> Maybe is like six and a half feet away. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. There you go. Well, hey, well, I did five and a half feet. I'm in trouble. All right. Well, congratulations to you for being our first uh, on you know live, live caller color. ever. Yeah. You know what you Excellent. win? Excellent. Absolutely well, I, uh, nothing. Again, I'm really enjoying, <laughs> especially when uh, when uh, Paul Harrison's son Ian. I enjoyed that about the trumpet underneath the table. <laughs> ah, I didn't hear that. But yeah, I wasn't that, that was uh, I was on a little bit beforehand. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's under my table. It's under, there's a lot of things under my desk at the office. Oh, we could yeah. literally have a show. What's under Ian's desk? And find could something. We could have a whole 52 week episodic adventure. That could because be it would be an adventure. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of scared now. <laughs> well. I think but I know what we're going to do I'm next really week. Show. Well, oh, yeah. thank you. We appreciate it. And then yeah, uh, check us so out much. on Instagram and all that at, at Wookie Podcast. Yeah. Sounds great. I, I, I do miss the uh, March Madness, though. It's, it takes a little bit of presence over your show. <laughs> you yeah. don't have any March Madness to deal with now, so. Yeah. Well, different kind of March Madness. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> Who knows what April's so, going to bring? I thought I thought Powell would come up with the cure by now. Yeah. Well, you know, so as my my buddy's like, I'm ready for 2021. I'm like, let's figure out what's going to happen in April. <laughs> yeah, really. Like every like, forget <laughs> 2021. Let's make it through April. Absolutely. But uh, thank you for calling in. We really appreciate it. 
You're welcome. Well, you guys have a good evening. You Thanks as well. too. Uh, we have actually another caller. Another caller. This is great. This, it makes me nervous, actually. I know, right? It's tense. All right, here we go. And we are on with, uh, who are we on with? Oh, your favorite rat. Oh, jeez. Salacious B. Crumb? Uh, yes. What are you doing calling in? No, it's our come to sell oh, well, bolts. I have to give my viewers a, <laughs> an answer to why I'm not on the uh, internet TV show, uh, Let the Bobcat Lose. <laughs> um, I am, I am, I have been, uh, I have coronavirus. Well, I mean, you, you kind of look I, like the coronavirus. <laughs> well, I not only have the coronavirus, but I also have the Millitime virus. And Labatt Blue virus. Ah, <laughs> bum. Basically, all the beer viruses. He, he has I the got. Labatt Blue balls. Uh, all the beer viruses. So, yeah. So uh, you know, I miss you guys. Uh, well, we we uh, miss you too, Sir Compass. I'm pretty sure since you guys were the ones that you know put Tom Hanks in the situation oh, he's goodness. in right now. Which, by the way, he was not on that episode. Pox on your house. All right, we'll we'll explain that to the we'll we'll explain what we did to Tom Hanks. Yeah, Thank you so, so much for calling in. Thanks for in. calling in, Sarkovis. It's good to know that you're not dead and that you just have something, the, the, oh, the, which yeah, I suspected the whole time. I think it's Labatt Blue Balls, but but you know that's a different conversation. Okay, uh, stay safe and uh, don't don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> Crap! I'm not supposed to eat that. Oh, oh well. Well, I need to no. change some habits. All right. <laughs> anyway, All thanks I'm for calling. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so, we'll talk more on Tom Hanks in a second. But basically, last week, it's really weird. We do this yeah. show on Wednesdays normally. We pre-record and we air it on Fridays. So. There's been a handful of instances, instances, instances. There we go. <laughs> um, in the last uh, handful of months, where Jay and I will call each other after the show because we'll say something on the show, yeah, and then it happens, yeah, right. But like literally not within, we were ta- a, like, within was, two days, yeah, not like a rumor or like any news that we're talking about. Well, just something that comes up in conversation. So last week's episode, <laughs> we're talking about how you know, you know, at least Tom Cru- or Tom Hanks is is still healthy. Yeah, because we're talking about the death of Max Van Hours later, I cannot. I get a message from Corey sending me the Instagram post that Tom Hanks made saying that he got coronavirus. You sent that to me, and I'm sitting there watching TV with my wife, and I'm like, I I don't even understand how this is possible. I'm like, we literally just called this like three hours. Literally, so let's try this. Let's try this out. I hope we can win the lottery so we can donate a bunch of money to help people. Uh, There you go. I I hope that as well. That'd be great. And I hope that. uh, Here's the real question Have you bought a lotto ticket for this lotto? I have not yet. I haven't either. Is there a drawing tonight? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, the next lottery. All right, the we'll next win lottery. and donate a bunch of money to people. In, indeed, indeed. Yes. So, so let's see if the universe uh, makes that happen. Yes, universe. Let's and see now, if our and, powers but, work. But with great power comes great responsibility. I'm no longer going to be like, oh man, that guy's don't probably going to be dead don't in a couple it. days. You know what I mean? I'm never saying no, that again. We're <laughs> never saying that again. No. And I'm never mentioning the name that I want to mention right now, but I'm not going to mention <laughs> because she needs to survive. <laughs> um, and. <laughs> I know who you're talking you about. Know, we you know, you best know what I'm talking about. So we're going to start the show. Thank well, you for being a friend. Oh, yes. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> um, so um, we're, I guess we're not starting the show, but we're going to do our casting crew member of the week. We yes. do it every episode. Um, this week is a little um, informed as the fact I literally just watched all the behind the scenes from the Rise of Skywalker that came out digitally, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but we're talking about stunt coordinator of Rise of Skywalker, Eunice Huthart. Holy crap, what a cool lady. No kidding. She's like, so awesome. I, I, like we say all the time, my favorite part of this segment is finding out what else they've done. Mm. Wow. 
Yeah. Well, so uh, before she was a stunt coordinator, yeah, uh, she was very famous for. She went on Gladiators, which was just like American Gladiators here, but it was a British version. Yeah, it was went on British Gladiators adaption, yep. and actually won the entire season, became a champion. Was did so well that they actually invited her to come back and be a gladiator yeah. named the Blaze. The only one who's ever done that. Yeah, over there. It, it's ha- it happened over there. happened the, over the, here, here, but not, but yeah, not the in the The only time it happened one. over there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she uh, she even went on to win an international gladiators uh, competition yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, man, just, and, and just so, so this talented. this is really cool. I didn't know this. She was Famke Jansen's stunt double in Goldeneye, which yep. is like one of my favorite Bond films. Yeah. And then she did stunts for Fifth Element, Titanic, Avengers, that crappy Wolfman that just happened recently. <laughs> and then the Tomb Raider series, which had a which fun fact... A lot of people know this. Daniel Craig was the villain in the second one. Oh, yeah. And then uh, she also was Angelita Jolie's stunt double, and they became so close, she's actually a godmother to one of her kids. Which is very cool, which I get. There are some people who I work with on film sets who would totally end up being, if I have a kid's godfather or godparent or godmother. Um, You're like a family when you work with people on set like that. She has some really cool movies that she's done. So I didn't know she was the co-stunt coordinator for V for Vendetta, which I... Yeah, Love that was a that great movie. movie. Granted, the the graphic novel is whoa better because it's just so much more in depth. Right. There's some stuff they couldn't do in a PG-13 movie, like <laughs> a detective tripping yeah. balls and discovering <laughs> what the case is about. Like, yeah, can't right. really do that in a PG-13 you know, gotta movie. Keep that PG-13. Um, and then ew, she did the 2010 Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, but I that's mean, not her fault. That's not her fault exactly. The stunts were probably Tim amazing. <laughs> the stunts were probably amazing. So, oh yeah, no, I mean, I, well, you know, I was so off-put by the movie that I didn't pay attention much. I was so excited. I love Alice in Wonderland. Like, Geektainment Weekly was originally called Down the Rabbit Hole, and our logo is a rabbit in a rabbit hole. Like, I love Alice in Wonderland. I grew up on those books. Like, so when I heard, like, as a, as a filmmaker, I always wanted to do an Alice in Wonderland movie, and, and I wrote a script, and I always wanted Johnny Depp as my Mad Hatter. So, like, Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland, Johnny Depp's the Mad Hatter. I'm so excited. Helena Bonham Carter. And then it's just like... <laughs> yeah. But... Anywho, yeah, um, Eunice Hutt. But um, Batman 1989 was awesome. <laughs> you just had to say that it was. You? you knew, you knew, you knew, uh, you knew. Batman 1989 was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, sure. If you like, consider the word "awesome" to mean crappy. Uh, but that's yeah, no, just a me about. opinion. I know that's a very unpopular <laughs> opinion. I'm very aware. I'm very much in the minority on that one. But so yeah, you know, she did a lot of the, all of the stunt coordinating for Rise of Skywalker, and there's some. Say what you will about the movie itself, because a lot of people have varying opinions. The stunts in that are top notch. Oh yeah, every explosion that you see, you you'll see people fly away from them. Yeah, you know that's not easy to do. That, that's kind of, that's wonderful rigging and done the by the coordinators. Freaking stormtroopers, yeah. like all that stuff. Oh, all like, that stuff when is Ray on jumps and cuts the freaking um, the tie fighter. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the really cool thing is watching the behind the scenes is watching her watch the monitor behind JJ and like get into yeah. the stunts. It's so cool. I've never seen a stunt coordinator like. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's cool because that. I mean that the the stunt performer just makes the stunt coordinator look good. Is if they if they kill it, so the coordinators love yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and most and most people don't know that like the main director of the film usually doesn't handle that on set. Yeah, like they're not there that's when usually that stuff's the getting second, shot. Yeah, that's usually the second unit. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So thank you for your contributions Absolutely. to Rise Skywalker and um, dear in my heart for being a stunt coordinator. Yes, as well. 
because Jay does this thing where he pretends he likes to get hit by people on camera. <laughs> whatever. Um, anyway, no, he's actually I'm quite the fantastic. I'm a pretender. <laughs> well, aren't we all? It's the whole industry, <laughs> is it not? Exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah. Hel- quick health tip. <laughs> on to a news health. <laughs> quick health update on Tom Banks. He's fine. He's that, recovering. Yes. Someone sent him a Wilson. He's all good. Yeah, and it wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault at all. You we hear apologize, that people though. who texted me and were like, you gave Tom Hanks coronavirus. We're, Guess what? We did not. We'll just clear the air here say, Mr. Hanks, we at, here at Let the Wookiee Win, we apologize for anything that might have happened. Pretty sure it's not our fault. Yeah, we're even pretty though, sure. Although, even though it probably was. I was going to say, with all of our powers, um, you know, kind of manifesting on this show, it might have been our fault. Sorry, Tom Hanks. Um, but so, yeah, um, you know, I, Rise of Skywalker came out um, early on yes. digital. Oh, um, so excited because I was yeah. so bored sitting at home. Well, because I knew it was, I thought it was coming out on the 17th, and it was. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting at home, and my voodoo is like, you can watch Rise of Skywalker. And I was like, Okay, I'm gonna watch it like yeah. five times in a row. <laughs> exactly, um, which I did, and then I watched the entire trilogy twice because mm. <laughs> I'm cool like that. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's well. Now is the perfect time to binge. No, on all yeah, sorts absolutely. Of like go at NRM Streamcast, Geektainment.tv. We have a crap ton of programming. Yeah. Watch all of it, especially with Jay and I and the other. Well, everyone watch everything. <laughs> There's something really, really is something for everyone. That's the whole point of Streamcast. Is is essentially we have arts entertainment. We have all these different genres. Go check out something. I guarantee you, there's something for you. But not yeah. what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the fact that the Disney trilogy is so freaking uneven. <laughs> so uneven. We were talking about this before the show. Um, first of all, it's hot. I'm taking my jacket yeah, off. Yeah, it is really warm. Um, oh, while, you, while you're doing that, if you do want to give us a call, 844-999-9249 is the number. Give us a call and ooh. tell Ian uh, just how sexy that, that uh, colorful coat was. Yeah, I got a lot of texts from people already, but I wouldn't mind some phone calls. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I was telling this to Jay, you know, Clearly, I think the general consensus among people who do like the new movies is Force Awakens is the best one. Mm-hmm. Generally, that's the general consensus. Yeah. Um, but the thing for me about Force Awakens is while I love the movie, and I do agree it's the best one um, of the new trilogy, right. uh, let me make that very yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am not saying it's better than Empire or any of the originals. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I love this, but all of the really cool stuff I wanted to grab onto and learn more about totally went by the wayside. Yeah. Captain Phasma, Knights of Ren, Snoke even to an extent, even though we kind of get an explanation for that. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> um, the whole, like, you know, like, just the mystery of who Ray was, while there was a payoff, it, it's, I, we didn't get the journey to there. Yeah, you know, because exactly. like, so my point is, is The Last Jedi feels like a sequel to a film we never got to saw. See, see, seesaw, seesaw, seesaw. Um, by, the, by the seashore. Right. Yes, seesaah by the seashore. No, um, I, I get what you mean. Screening of all, all the saw films. Um, I get what you mean because there were so many plot, like in the movies can only be so long. Yeah, but they threw lots of different plots in. Right. There was a, there, at one point there was a subplot that maybe Finn and Rose were going to be together. Right. And, you know, well, that, that never that, went any further. They almost you know, like, did what the Rise of Skywalker did to the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi did to Force Awakens. It's like all of these plot threads that's not talk about any of them. I mean, the freaking Knights of Ren aren't even in the movie. Yeah. Which. No ex- no explanation of what they not are. Not at all. I mean, and then you get this huge, gross mischaracterization of Luke. Yeah. Which, no matter what you think of the rest of the movie, you cannot argue with. That's not the Luke Skywalker you wanted to see <laughs> after 40 years, 30 years. You know, it's not. 
Um, it's so much so that in the behind the scenes of Rise of Skywalker, you can hear the actors going, "No, we're with the true Luke Skywalker." Right. <laughs> so, you know, then you have Last Jedi, who a lot of people loved it. I personally don't so much at all. Yeah, we know. Um, we yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But I'm getting making a point here, Jay. <laughs> and then you get to the Rise of Skywalker, which I enjoyed as a wrap up to based on what I knew they could do. You know what I mean? There was only so much they could do right. in regards to wrapping up. Because you're not just wrapping up a trilogy. You're wrapping up a saga. Yeah, exactly. You're wrapping up nine movies. So to basically wrap up a trilogy and a saga without having a second film, really. Because let's be honest. They basically just disregarded. Outside of mentioning the Holdo maneuver, they right. basically disregarded The Last Jedi. Um and the whole, like, no one came to help us thing. Right. Beyond that, which gets turned around. But my point is, is Rise of Skywalker, whatever you say about it, as as puzzle-pieced together as that movie clearly is, it felt like a sequel to a film I didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. Almost in a sense of, like, basically what I said beforehand is it's a trilogy of films where each film could almost be like they were part of a different trilogy right they had they had there were so many different subplots and points that never got wrapped up no that that they weren't weren't necessary no and i think that without those in the first two movies the third movie would have been a lot more concise it would be able to wrap up the entire saga instead of they had to do so much in that movie to wrap up not just the saga but Mm -hmm. everything from all those three movies it was just added stuff that they didn't need to do because even you mentioned it right after we saw it it was like boom palpatine yeah like no Nothing else. Boom. Yeah. Palpatine. Uh, he's here. He's back. Yeah. And like first scene, there's Palpatine. Boom. All right. Here's the plan. And it's like, Go okay. <laughs> oh my God. If he had said that first, I would have been so happy. The dark side is a path to go Papa Palpatine. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, for me, a lot of people complained about it, like that that being the explanation as to how he was alive. I thought that worked really well because I thought the third, act, like the the setup in Revenge of the Sith when he tells us the, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis right. and he mentions that, you know, some powers are considered, un, you know, a natural right. path to the blah, 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 dark side. <laughs> um, but um, Who so, judges whether they're unnatural? Well, that's a public opinion thing. Exactly, that's a public opinion matter. But um, yeah, so I mean, having now had the opportunity—not that I didn't when Rise of Skywalker came out, because I watched the other two beforehand. Um, you know, I um, just—I don't know. I, it's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I just, way to clear that. Someone up. texted me about my jacket, Jay. Way to you clear told that. You people up. to reach out to me about my jacket. They are, and now we're dealing with the fallout from that. Okay? That was the best because you were going, and you're like, and the thing about it is, I don't know. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing about it is the fact that it, it's having now watched it as a, in a, in a whole, as a whole trilogy. Wow, it's uneven. Right. It's so uneven. And it's one of those things, I was trying to explain this to Cole the other night when I was talking to him. Star Wars is this unique franchise where you can separate the films from the story. Right. And you can objectively go, well, this film was a little better than this one, but the, like the prequels. I wouldn't say any of those are overly amazing films, no. but the story of Star Wars that they told is what I wanted to see. And what you needed to see for that generation. Exactly. Because exactly. it's a whole generational thing. It's a different story for a different generation. Absolutely. And but always for kids. As, which is also one of you know, most of the reasons why we hate it though too, you know what I mean? I mean when so I was nine, part- when Rise when Phantom Menace came out and I was nine, 
I loved Jar Jar oh, yeah, Binks. Absolutely. Because I that, was nine. It was because it was aimed towards right. you. Right. And then I grew up and I, I saw um, Goldfinger. No, Dr. No. I saw Dr. No and I realized that the Gungans are racist as shit. And that, like, what the hell was George Lucas thinking? But that's a whole totally different conversation. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I mean, there's some more, like, you know, um, stuff that I picked up that it's really cool. The internet's not talking about all this stuff. Is like, for example, they mentioned, well, we try the Holdo maneuver, but right. whatever his character's name is. Um, it's like Benedict or. Yeah, no, um, I don't <laughs> Oh, my God. What's um, Dominic Monet? Beaumont Kin. Beaumont. <laughs> he mentions, right. why don't we do a Holdo? And they're like, yeah. that moves one in a million. Well, clearly it's not one in a million because later on in The yeah. Rise of Skywalker, you see. Um, in the wicket shot on Endor yeah. that someone in fact did that again and it worked. Yeah. And to, I don't get why that's one in a million. You point the ship at the other <laughs> ship yeah. and you freaking put light speed on. But, you know, that was weird, you know, because I didn't even really put it together until I saw this article. I was yeah. like, oh man, yeah, it was. It was, there was a death, uh, there was a Star Destroyer in the air and it was destroyed exactly like yeah. it happened with with Holdo. And, and uh, so... It's now I'm wondering, like, well, who was it that did that? Right? <laughs> like, yeah. And, and is there the, going to be a whole different story for about that matter, who did because that? Because they yeah. did it, does it mean that the first time isn't as impressive? Yeah. Because, oh, that's one in a million. Well, clearly it's two in a million. Well, I actually, mean, technically it's two for two. And it's actually pretty impressive because that's all you had to do the whole time. Right. And, and Holdo figured it literally, out. <laughs> literally, you could have done that for every movie. Why didn't they try that with, like, the Death Star or, like, or Star Killer Base? Let's just take our biggest ship. Yeah. And freaking light speed right through that shit. I don't see why it wouldn't work. I don't get it. We could try it. Let's take a car and just drive it into another car and see what happens. So, yeah, somebody brought that up, and you could see that it's split in half, and then that bright light is supposed to indicate the light speed. So, yeah, yeah there are people that are very observant, man, because I never would even, I never would have caught that. I watched that movie a bunch, and you sent me that photo of the, the gunner with the red oh, helmet, yeah. and I was like, okay, I should have been, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about because I just watched it three yeah. times, but I have no idea what you're talking about yeah um and then some really cool stuff in the behind the scenes the digital didn't put out any of the deleted scenes yet i'm right. I guessing they're holding that for that big skywalker yeah. saga set but there are peaks of some of that like you know there's some footage of ray on the throne yeah and yeah that, there was a yeah. bunch of, well there was a bunch of behind the scenes photos that came out of stuff that they were filming um you know jj talking to the actors and stuff like that and then there was this one shot and you see the camera in the shot. So yeah. they did shoot it. Oh, yeah. Of Dark Ray in that throne and just yep. looking all And then did you spooky. notice that when they go to Babu Frick, one of the creatures in that bar or that cantina is one of the creatures that's in the concept art from Duel of the Fates. Remember the guy with the weird head and oh, the metal really? body? Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. actually in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I saw that. Sh- yeah, because yeah. when I saw when I was watching it this weekend, I was like, oh, that's yeah. that one that we, yeah. the picture that Although we saw. Although the coolest thing, I think, was I watched the behind the scenes of how they did Babu Frick. Oh, really? Holy crap. It's so cool. It's not just an animatronic. That is old school puppetry. Oh, cool. Like six people, like three people with six hands moving little things that are in green screen suits, like moving this guy around. One of the coolest behind the scenes things I've ever seen. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to check that out yet. I'm going to have to watch it. Oh, so cool. I I watched that whole The Skywalker Legacy documentary on the bonus features. Oh, yeah. Oh, so cool. Nice. They had they had footage like behind the scenes footage from the original trilogies. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, like I love that so stuff. they're rehearsing lines in the Millennium Falcon and it's Harrison Ford and um and Mark Hamill and Alec Guinness and um, Peter Mayhew. And Mark Hamill and and Mark and Harrison Ford are just like messing their lines up <laughs> because they noticed the behind the scenes camera peek out oh. from around 
the corner. And at the end, Harrison Ford's just like, you, you, no, you. It's great. Does, is it also when uh, – because you could find old footage of before they actually made Chewbacca roar, and it's Peter Mayhew no, talking. No, so it's, it's a rehearsal. So weird. It's a rehearsal. Oh, okay. So he doesn't even have the Chewbacca helmet. Oh, on. It's gotcha, just Peter gotcha. Mayhew with the black eyes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Because that's the weirdest thing is when you see a you know one of those scenes and you hear him talking <laughs> instead of Chewbacca roaring. It's so uh, we got three minutes left. So I want to talk. Oh, I want to flew touch. by. I know, right? Always. I want to talk. That's no moon. That's a rumor. Ha! I've got it down now. I'm never going to mess up again. Um, so the rumor right now is that Kathleen Kennedy's hands are all over season two of The Mandalorian. Or she's trying. That's what it is. Yeah. It turns yeah. out that she wants, she wants uh, season two to explain more about what uh, how Palpatine survived and no! how he built his army. And... Do a different show. Don't ruin The Mandalorian. Exactly. You don't need because that. I would love to see that. In a yeah. different show. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to do that with Mandalorian. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, Favreau and uh, Filoni, they're fighting back, though. They went above her. They got he, they hey, got George Lucas and went above her and went to Bob Iger. That's how Kevin Feige said, jumped over Bob Iger. Um, um, wow, what's his name? The guy, like Perlmutter. Right. He went right to the head of Disney and was like, I ain't working for this guy anymore. Right. Like, it's me or him. Yeah. So they they've now there's even uh, rumors that she's banned from the set. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, so All that's right. pretty interesting. And then last thing is the Wookiee look at that of the week. Really awesome Lego Star yeah. Wars helmets. They're really cool. They got Boba Fett, the Stormtrooper, and the Black Tie Fighter one that I love. So I love cool. That that's my one of my favorite helmets. I agree. Yeah. It's very cool. Very awesome. So well, well, thank you I, all was, for listening, yeah, coming, in, for, uh, coming uh, and checking, checking us out, out live. And, uh, we appreciate normally it. we're up Fridays at six p.m. on mm-hmm. GeekDamon.tv at, at Wookiee Podcast is our social. Um, Actually, you know, stay tuned because I'm actually going to be back in here in You're about back. in a couple minutes to chat with uh, Jeff Zanini about some really, really cool stuff that we're doing in Very regards cool. to a IP called Twisted Tunes. If nice. you've been to a Comic-Con, you probably know what I'm talking about because it's kind of hard to miss them because they're awesome. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. We're going to chat about the effects of what's going on and on the comic in- uh, Comic-Con industry and you know, some other stuff, nice. and it, it's it, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, it's definitely weird times we're living in, so it's nice to have each other that we can hang yeah. out with and, and BS and uh, take our minds uh, off. As Jamiroquai said, the future is made of virtual insanity, and Jamiroquai is not just a band, it's a mindset. Remember that. <laughs> nope. All right, I'm done with this anyway, show. May the, may the force be with you. Peace. Peace. <laughs> oh.